I've never really tasted ham before. It's true. <laughs> it just ain't possible to go back to regular smoked meats after you tried Vincent's. You can't beat the flavor. No wonder you're famous. How come I never heard of you before? Well, Farmer Vincent's meats are only distributed within a 100-mile radius. That way I can keep the quality high and the, and the cost reasonable. So how'd you get started? Well, in the old days, we couldn't afford an icebox. So Granny used to smoke everything. Chickens, rabbits, squirrels, eels, even frogs. <laughs> if it didn't move fast enough, Granny smoked it. <laughs> Well, we had this old dog, see, and it, it used to bother Granny, barking through her naps and all that, so one day she asked me to shush it for her. <laughs> I shushed it all right. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He smoked that old dog just like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Vincent served it for dinner, <laughs> and Granny liked it so much, she nearly ate the whole pooch herself. <laughs> oh, she was so grateful she taught Vincent all her smoking secrets. She knew she was eating a dog? Well, Granny never put any distinctions on any of God's <laughs> creatures. She always used to say, Meats, meat, meat, and, and man's, man's gotta eat. eat. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on the Pod podcast. I'm Jay here as always with Dale. And, uh, we're uh, back after quite a bit of a hiatus and uh, got some new equipment here. Dale's been trying to uh, to deep throat the microphone for quite a little while. Yeah, I'm having <laughs> no success with that. But uh, how's it going, man? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Good, good. We're uh, a little bit of uh, a different location than we usually record at. But uh, yeah, trying to get this thing done, trying to get a few episodes in the can for you guys. But uh, So uh, you been watching anything lately? Any new stuff? I've been uh, I've been watching more uh, horror movies because of Halloween coming. Oh yeah, that's just. I mean, I watch horror movies all the time, but you know now I'm just kind of in that mode. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, The Vampire Lovers last night. Hammer films with Edward Pitt. Oh yeah. Madeline Smith and Peter Cushing, and uh, that's a pretty pretty awesome movie. Because uh, you see a lot of. Uh, Nice nudity and a not gratuitous, nasty nudity. Yeah, yeah. Inger Penn is a gorgeous woman. Yeah. And so is Madeline Smith. Uh, fortunately, Peter Cushing did not get nude enough. Oh, so. yeah. Unfortunately. No. Uh, did, didn't Inger Pitt pass away recently? She did just a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's strange. She was in her 70s, I think. A beautiful lady. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was reading about her and she apparently uh, kept pretty busy. She, um, had been working on a story for a long time for Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. And uh, they ended up putting it on one of the audio books or something, radio shows that they do. Mm-hmm. They did that shortly before she died. But, uh, <coughs> oh, yeah, man, that Doctor Who was a huge following. Yeah, and, you know, she was originally in it in 1984. Oh, wow. Um, but she, it seems like she kept up with the... Uh, with the fans and the genre pretty well. You know, she never uh, she never had any regrets about anything she did, I don't think. And her, her life story is really fascinating that she was born in 1937, Poland, and she was in the concentration camps as a little kid. So was she Jewish? I'm 
think so. I, one, she was Polish, so yeah. they, you know, the Nazis held that against them. They just threw all the Polish in the, in the prison? Well, no, she must have been Jewish. They probably threw her in there because the Poles were more complicit than most others in persecuting the Jews during the war. That's where most of the camps were. I mean, the reason why I ask is she doesn't really look like a stereotypical Jewish person. From, um, I mean, you would you never know it. No, I, I don't really know her background uh, regarding that. I just know, you know, she was born in an extremely rough time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was raised in East Germany. And uh, then she managed to escape. Uh, you said she married... Uh, she got married three times. She was involved with a uh, the, either a British GI or yeah. an American GI. That's what I thought you were telling me. That helped her get yeah. you know over yeah. to the to Western Germany. The hell out of there. Yeah, and you know after that she did well because she she her heyday was the sixties and seventies. You know I yeah. watched Quicker Man too. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Oh, that's and, a great movie. Uh, I love it. You know some people. Uh, complain about the, the folk songs that keep singing and how slow it is. But I think that builds up to it. That movie, to me, is one of the more pure horror things just because of the end. The way it builds up oh, I love to it. the end. Yeah. And, uh, no, you know, that movie's damn near perfect, in my opinion. Well, the thing is, you have some people who are probably complain about, you know, you know spoiler alert here, uh, about what happens to the uh, lieutenant. The cop there? Oh, yeah. About how he sacrificed yeah, yeah. there. But I think the fact that he kept his faith, yeah. that to me was the most yeah. powerful yeah. part. He prayed at the end. He refused to renounce it or do anything. I really enjoyed uh, Nicholas Cage's performance, too. Oh, God. See, I haven't seen this. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see clips with Oh, God, the Bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's all I've seen. Oh, no, not the Bees! Not the Bees! You see where he slaps the chick too, right? I've seen that. Yeah, he's in a bear suit. The bear suit. Uh, he, he drop kicks one woman. <laughs> and punches. He runs up to another one. She's just staring at him. Yeah. He runs up to him just to punch her in the face. Yeah. Um, I need to see it. Just you do. Okay. You do need to watch it. It's it's quite good. Um, I mean, it's it's not a good movie at all, but it's it's funny seeing Nicolas Cage go full retard. No, full cage. Full cage. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. But uh, not to get too far off topic, have you seen the new cut of that movie? You know, they released the, uh, of, uh, oh shit, the one you are just talking about. On Wicker Man? Yeah, Wicker Man. The, uh, the original cut? Yeah, well, it's a, uh, an original restored, I mean, it was a whole new deal. I believe that's what I've been watching. What I have is, the question I have is, is a wooden box. With I think that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, I made sure to go out of my way to get that. I mean, this was this has not been maybe a year or two old. Well, this one is much older. This one's been around about 10 years. That, the one you're talking cool. about, they just released on Blu-ray like a yeah. year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. It, you know what? What we're talking about, I'm going to go out and order that. Already. Is it the same? Yeah. $12. It's $12? It's $12 on Amazon right now. I need that myself. I don't have that on blue. Right. I was just curious, I mean, if there was any additional... Footage in there. I haven't seen the theatrical version or anything. I wanted to watch it, you know, the longest version they had in that set. Because I mean, it's supposed to have additional scenes that weren't ever seen before. Well, that's probably exactly. Yeah. I mean, I could see them cutting 
quite a bit of it out. Yeah. Just because it's such an odd movie. And uh, another thing, did you ever see the sequel that came out maybe three or four years the ago? The Wicker Tree? No. I'd probably avoid that one. That's why I was hearing about it. I wouldn't say it's like god awful or anything, but it's just much of the same. It's, uh, I believe Americans are in this one. They're, they're, uh, like really like hyper uh, religious Americans. Uh, they're, it's like a little folk duo of this like Christian, it's almost like a Christian rock band. And it's like yeah. a, uh, they're waiting until they get married before they have sex. So it's polar opposite of the other one? It's, and so what? But it's the exact same premise, you know. Yeah, oh, okay. They're still caught up in that world. Um, but, yeah. Um, I don't know, I didn't hate it, but it was kind of, kind of a little bit different. But, uh, go ahead. Um, watching it, man. You know, I, I didn't even watch Wicker Man for the first time until a few years ago. Yeah. You know, I never grew up as a fan of Hammer or all the British yeah. horrors. Uh, but after I really got into Hammer, I realized I needed to see it. Because Christopher Lee apparently considers The Wicker Man his best movie. Yeah. I can see why. He's awesome. Sure. And, and uh, he's always <coughs> crazy in the movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what else that I've watched recently. I've watched... Uh, yeah, even for people who probably don't really watch the old Universal horror as much, I watched The Black Cat, which is... Boris Karloff and Balon Gossi together. Yeah. And that is one of the best. I put it right up there with Frankenstein and Dracula. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's it's pretty uh, dark, even for, for that, you know, for that topic. And the time and everything is pretty dark. And it's just good to see them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Gossi taking, you know, the psychic status like he tended to for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched uh, the Halloween thing. I've already watched that uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Heavy. Um, yeah, I need to watch that one too. That's that's always good. That always takes me back. Garfield has good stuff for like all the holidays. It does. Yeah. I think that's my favorite Halloween cartoon for one of our kids. <clears throat> that wasn't the one that came out before Garfield and Friends, was it? Before which one? Before Garfield and Friends? Before the yeah, show? Before that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah this was, one uh, came out in 85. We watched that one last year. Um, it, uh, it's just interesting. It takes you back when you watch that. I mean, the movie, the style of music of it and everything is really reminiscent of the early 80s. Um, I love that. I love the show, too. Garfield one? and Friends? Yeah, I did, too. It was... It was uh, I mean, it, it was... Similar the, to those, yeah. Those, yeah. Like, it, it was. Uh, uh, I, don't know. I wonder how long it lasted because it seems like to me it lasted like five or six years, but I don't think it lasted that long. Lasted a little while. Um, just, just because you know they they replay everything so much. Oh, it's like a tailspin. Tailspin. You know how many seasons yeah. that went? Two. Oh, really. Doesn't it seem like longer? Yeah, yeah. it just seems a lot longer. I watched that shit for years. Like, why the hell did I, did I not know that? I mean, I watched each season happen to have like 60 episodes or something. Maybe it did have a lot. It probably did have like 30. Um, but, no, I, I, I've got both the Tailspin seasons on, on DVD. Um, 
Yeah, one other thing I did watch was uh, in theaters the 30th anniversary of uh, Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that, and uh, I watched it the Tuesday before I went out. Well, that Thursday, Thursday was the last day. It was um, on for what, maybe three weeks? Two, two weeks. Because uh, I thought it was just going to run Friday to Thursday, yeah. and I thought I missed it. Yeah. And I just happened. I was going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy again. Yeah. But then I saw Ghostbusters was still on. I yeah. went to it, and uh, I was the only one in there. Really? Yeah. I just sat in there. You know, I got popcorn. I got used to it before I started working at the theater, and I just. When's the last time you got popcorn before that? <laughs> uh, probably like pay early '98, early 1998. So you did that whole period of time. You whole period of time. You know, I, I had some at work because yeah. you got it for free. But yeah. buying it at the theater—that was the first time. Wow. You know, since then I bought it, and it, it sucked because I went Tuesday evening. The popcorn was not fresh. I should have known better. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm loaded with butter. And I should have known better because loading stale popcorn with butter does not make it better. So uh, I'm just sitting there, you know, I kind of don't want to eat it, but I spent like seven bucks uh, yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. So I eat it. And I got a small Coke so I wouldn't piss during the entire thing. And I didn't, I went out, what was it, once or twice, I guess. Which yeah. I guess I wasn't been much, but it was just me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you and I were talking about earlier, the uh, the print didn't look like it had been really fixed up or anything. It didn't look bad by any means. Uh, that sucks so bad, I mean, because you think it would be restored or something. Honestly, it might have been, and the projector could have been off. Yeah. Uh, because the one I saw, the top middle of the screen was a little blurry compared to the rest and that seems like a machine error not a not a printer error was it grainy at all? I had a little bit I mean it, it looked like it had just been taken from an old print I don't think that was the, the new transfer then well, I don't think it was either and because, I didn't get that impression I mean, you, you've got the new uh, two disc uh, part one and two the 4K restoration and whenever you watch those let me know yeah I, the only reason I hadn't watched them is because I just watched yeah. those yeah. you know I'm gonna buy that too. I was just, you know, too much shit to buy lately. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna buy that myself. I've heard that it looks really good because I know the previous transfer they put out of the first movie, part one, um, was one of the worst Blu-rays I've ever seen. That's all I've heard. I mean, it was. I mean, I was, I was pissed off at how bad it was. I didn't buy it. I got it off Netflix, but oh, God. Wow. it. Uh, it was it was laughably bad. That's a movie, you know, especially for you know people like us who grew up at that time. That is a must-have for the library, you know, and for them to just treat it like that yeah. is, uh, I mean, it's shitty. Well, that's a huge studio too. Who is that? Uh, Ghostbusters was. Uh, fuck, it's one of the big guys. But uh, why, why the hell am I forgetting him? It's not a uh, Paramount, is it? Mm, I. I I'm, I'm have to no, fuck it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. I just uh. Shit, anyway, it's, it's just a shame that they don't. Is it Sony? Yeah, Sony's who I wanted to say to begin with, but uh, you know, it's you see that a lot of times, and you know, now it's been a resurgence in popularity. I don't know if it's uh, directly 
because of Ramus' death. Uh, I'm sure that has a huge part of it. Because it seems like the day Ramus died, everybody was coming out as a closet Ghostbusters fan. It's like, motherfucker, when's the last time you saw Ghostbusters? You're not a Ghostbuster fan. Yeah, I watch it like once a year at yeah. least. I mean, but I think it was probably that combined with the 30th anniversary of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but at least they did do it a proper transfer here from what I've heard. Yeah, they they uh, they made amends apparently. Because you know I've heard some people defend that shit, saying this movie's thirty years old. They can't you know make it look pristine. It's like fuck you, dude. I've seen movies with shitty original prints that look yeah. amazing now. Like they can do wonders now with transfers. Like look at Blue Underground. Look at Synapse. Look at the shit they've worked with and made beautiful movies. You know, look at. Uh, Screen Factory, you know, they've done great things. Like, I don't want to hear it that some, you know, huge studio can't pay somebody to do a decent transfer. It's because they don't give a shit. Uh, uh, it, uh, yeah, it is Sony. It is. And, uh, they don't give a shit until it's monetarily in their best interest to give it a nice treatment, like now. Well, Sony has been bad, you know, just for, for like, somebody like me. Because they own the rights to all the Godzilla movies from 1991 on, the home video rights. And uh, the transfers, they just put them out on Blu-ray for the, you know, for the movie that just came out. Yet two of them still have the old VHS transfer where the uh, end credits are cut off. Because, and I hate that because it has that beautiful music by Fury of Cubie and... You know, why, why not? Why cut the credits out of that? The Blu-ray still had that. And they corrected it with three of the others that have that issue. But uh, Godzilla vs. Mothra and Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, they just end right there. I mean, there's no... I don't think there's even American credits. It just ends. That's almost like a rookie mistake or something. Like, that's... That's, that's something I would expect from, you know... Well, somebody who didn't give a fuck, and apparently they didn't. And even... They just released uh, a few more to coincide with the uh, Blu-ray release of the new Godzilla. One of them is Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, which is 19... Not like, it's 2002. Each one of them has original trailers, but this one, for some reason, they put the trailer for the 1993 Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. They didn't even pay attention to it. So the trailer came out before this movie did. Yeah, it's for the wrong movie. Yeah. yeah, they just threw it on there. Nobody paid attention. Oh, you mean the trailer was like a special feature? Yeah, that's the only special feature oh, they put on there. That's fucking retarded, man. And it's it just shows that they just didn't care. Um, right, it I shows nobody like gave this thing a second glance. Like, all right, we're going to print. Anybody want to proofread this bitch? <laughs> you know, like, well, we can't pay anybody to proofread this. Or, God knows we're Sony. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't treat it well years ago either. When the 98 Godzilla came out and they originally started releasing those, yeah. they were the same way. <clears throat> Is that when they got the video rights? Back when yes. the 98 came? They, they even had the rights to some of the old Shawa series from the uh, 60s and 70s, but uh, those lapsed. Sony no longer has those. Uh, which I, I got uh, three of those from Kraken, which is known for uh, anime releases. And I just watched Godzilla vs. Uh, Smog Monster. So that looks good. Does it? It actually does look good. But the one that looks really good is the Sea Monster, which looks, you know, growing up we saw it on uh, like 
like super scary Saturday yeah. or you know Saturday afternoons terrible print but it looks like an entirely new movie vibrant really nice that's great uh, see that I mean there's no extras on there but uh, yeah, if you can get the movie to me it looks like that with care I'm fine with it I mean the damn things are ten dollars or less sure, sure. so I, I, I totally understand that well, you know, talking about that, I guess we can segue into, uh, you know, before we've recorded again, we've, or, you know, since we've recorded, we both saw the 98 Godzilla in theaters. The, uh, oh, we yeah, haven't even talked No, we haven't talked about oh, that. Oh, shit. But, yeah, or I guess I saw about half of it. I think you may have seen a little bit more than me. I had to, oh, I had to leave in the middle of it. But uh, I'm kind of glad I did. I'm not, like, too disappointed. Well. I, you know, you got up and laughed, and I had no idea. I wasn't getting any signal. In <laughs> you thought I was just fucking Yeah, I, I thought you were I've, like, I've had enough. So, well, he's just going to get nachos, or right. he's going to use the bathroom or something. You never came back. I stayed for another half hour. I think I was, I did fall asleep for a little bit. Probably. I wouldn't blame you. Um, before that, but, uh, you know, I was kind of excited to see this, because I've never seen a Rick Tracks before live, and I've, I've listened yeah. to some of their stuff, but, uh. And I really wasn't very impressed that, uh, you know, I think we both kind of said the same thing. It's like your, you know, it's like your uncle telling a joke and you kind of laugh to make him feel, you know. You just, it's because you like them and what they've done in the past. Yeah, it's it's like out of, you know, loyalty or, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, you know, I, I hadn't seen the 98 Godzilla in theater since May 20th, 1998. Yeah. You know, when it premiered. Yeah. At, uh... G-Day. Huh? G-Day. Yeah, G-Day. When it all... When it all hit the fan. And I, uh... I had no interest in reliving that. Yeah. That disappointment. But the Rift Tracks thing, I was like, well, let's check it out. Yeah. awesome to do. I felt like they, they missed an opportunity, man. They could have really made fun of this movie a lot more than they did. They could have been vicious about it. They should have been vicious. They should have been. Because the movie's fucking... Terrible. Yeah, it is. I just, I don't know. I don't know what's, I don't know what, what failed in it. just wasn't, I sat out in the parking lot for a little while. That's why I called you to see what the hell you would want. Yeah. And uh, I sat out there and wanted to, I want to go back in there because I paid 12 bucks to see it. 12 fucking dollars, man. And uh, so I don't, it's not funny to me. If it's not funny to me, I'm just rewatching that shitty movie around. <clears throat> I think we're maybe 10 to 20 years too young to get a lot of the rare. I mean, we understood the jokes, but they weren't funny to us. You know, I mean, I don't know, because these guys are, I mean, they're our parents' age, you know. I I don't know. I, I can't explain why I didn't enjoy it. Because I... I've it wasn't funny. It flat out wasn't funny. That's why. Well, I, yeah, I don't know why why these people from... I mean, Mike Nelson is that, was the head writer of the show. Yeah. So why did it fail so bad here? Well, it... I know that it it felt really uh, scripted to it me. Felt forced, almost. It was very forced, yes. It, uh, I mean, I think I may have like chuckled a couple of times, but it was only you know, I don't know, just out of wanting to wanting to enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, like I was really surprised at how bad the movie was to begin with. Like it's way worse than what I remember. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And, and, and I fucking hated it when I saw it the first time. I mean, there are people that defend that movie, you know? It's a generational thing. Like, 
people that were like uh, 10, 12 years old when that movie came out yeah. think it's really good. It's like, okay, you've got nostalgia love for this. This is not a good movie. And that's totally cool, you know. That's, you know, to each well, I understand the nostalgia thing. But, you and I have that same thing, but... but it was completely opposite with me because we were so pumped for it, you know. And it yeah. just it fell flat, you know. Yeah, it's the second time that movie has disappointed me theatrically. I'm not doing that again. I think I, I died a little inside. Like I, I really got like really depressed. Like that whole experience, like oh. paying the money and it's sucking, and the dudes telling jokes weren't funny. At all. That's the thing. When it, when it when it became obvious that the jokes were not going to start getting funny, it all all of that started coming back. The shit from sitting there watching yeah. the '98 Godzilla. Because the thing yeah. is, man, when I was watching it, the uh, the lights were on in the theater because I started working there a few months later. Oh yeah, yeah. you know the jan- the uh, janitor yeah. lights. Yeah, they were on. I didn't even notice. You know, I wasn't like, shit, this is an awesome movie. I want these fucking lights on. Yeah. They turn them off halfway through the movie. I didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it didn't help or hurt the movie. Yeah. It's just, it was just that kind of film. It was just, there's no heart or soul in the damn thing. Mm. You know, the only thing, I like the monster design. I do. I think it lends better to an animation style, like the animated series that came out that fall. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that animated series it's mm-hmm. really good it makes amends for some of the issues yeah. in the movie but Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich didn't give a shit about the property not at all no. uh, Sony Sony again they didn't give a shit no. nobody gave a shit so you know the movie felt like it um I don't know it's uh I don't know what to talk about more the, the fact that the riff track sucked or that the fact that the, yeah, the movie sucked but like you know, you and I both love MST3K. Yeah. You know, I mean, I used to watch it. I forgot what channel it comes on. Maybe TNT or something used to come on back in the 90s. It was, it was Comedy Central. Oh, was, okay, that's right. Yeah. It was Comedy Central. And, uh, you know, I used to watch it. And I think Friday night was a new episode. Friday night's at 11. And, uh, man, I'd watch it and laugh my ass off. And it was so funny. And I, I don't know. I think part of it is the fact that Mystery Science Theater, for one... Riffing on those shitty old movies worked for it. And two, the time. If Mystery Science Theater had come on like prime time or something like that, it would have failed miserably. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying compared to other shows. That format doesn't work for that. Mm-hmm. Late at night, you watch those shitty old movies that used to come on TV. Yeah, yeah. So why not watch it with three funny exactly. guys? Exactly. So that's why it worked perfectly then. We're all going to wisecrack on the thing anyway, so yeah. why not watch these guys do it with us? So, when Sci-Fi got it, they started showing the damn thing Sunday mornings. Yeah. Why would I watch it Sunday yeah. morning? You know, I'm going to be trying to find ways to get out of going to church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and you'd sleep through that anyway, probably. Well, I mean, at that time, yeah, I was. I mean, I don't know if it wasn't going to church, but uh, um, yeah, it, just, it just doesn't work like that. That's why the Mystery Science Theater movie didn't work. It's not a theatrical thing. It's something you just sit yeah, back with a yeah, beer or something, some yeah. chips, popcorn, yeah. and just watch this. You know, that's that's what it, it that that it requires a certain atmosphere. Big budget movies and stuff like that require theater experience. Yeah. Not mystery science theater. You know. Well, yeah, it's a more of a small screen type type thing. Yeah, it works for the top. It's perfect for TV. Yeah. 
I did. I don't know. It, I wanted to like the Rift Tracks thing so much because I wanted this to be a thing that I could go to on a regular basis, and you know maybe you and I could go and see and you know enjoy. But I just I didn't. You know, it's sad to say that I didn't enjoy it. I was looking forward to us going to see Anaconda this month. Yeah, I was too. You know, but no, I'm, Which, not, I'm not going to see it. I mean, this is all a big fucking uh, Kickstarter. You know, like we talked about on the show the Kickstarter yeah. before. That I mean, they had to raise money in order to pay Sony to get this movie right to get the rights. Hundred thousand dollars. Where do the ticket sales go? Ticket sales go to Sony too, right? A percentage, I'm sure. I'm not sure how that works with that. I think they would have to get a percentage of the ticket sales. Either they well, they pay a hundred thousand for the movie to riff on it, and I'm not sure honestly. Hundred thousand really? Into it. Is that how much it was? I believe that God was damn. That's why it was... It was kind of nice that Sony threw in Anaconda. But, no, the only way they got Anaconda is if they got 150000 Sony just wanted more money. But, I mean, this is going to ultimately make people want to buy their shitty little movie, isn't it? I mean, somebody may go buy this on DVD. You know, like, I got Anaconda on fucking Blu-ray now. Mm-hmm. For some goddamn reason. But, uh... <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, well, I have Spawn, so don't feel too bad. No. Uh, and there were, uh, there was, what would you say, maybe 15 people in the theater with us? Roughly, yeah. And and some still, of them would go falling, like, like it was the funniest thing. They, some, had ever, they were older than us, I would imagine, too. They were maybe 50. Uh, I've also noticed that some of the nerds and geeks just do that. They just like that. Yeah. You know, if it's something that they like and they see it like yeah. that, they're gonna they flip their shit. I mean, I'm sure there were half jobs and half the audience. <laughs> uh. Well, another thing, the there was a mom and her two sons, maybe ten years old, in front of us. You remember yeah. that? Like, what, what did they get out of it? I mean, no way they thought that shit was funny. Well, they were also too young to have seen the movie in theaters, so right. I don't know. Probably weren't born when the motherfucker came out. No. Um, yeah, no way they were. Man, I gotta, I just have to throw this in there. This shit that keeps making me feel old. I was at Outback yeah. for my brother's birthday. We had, you know, my parents oh, yeah. took, took him out for his birthday. Yeah. It was late. It was a little bit later. Right next to us was a party of people celebrating the birthday of a guy who was born the day the 98 guys all came out. May 20th, <laughs> 1998. He had a cake and everything. Oh, was he? Well, he, uh, this was this year. Okay. So, I mean, he was what? What was that, 98? 16? Yeah. And he's just sitting out his, you know, he's got his iPod and stuff farting around with that. Everybody's having a party around yeah. him. And uh, I felt old as hell, man. Yeah. You know, seeing that, I was like, Jesus, I remember exactly what was going on this day. You know what makes me feel old is, uh, like, uh, L. Fanning is like a grown woman now you know like I remember when she was like a little tiny baby in movies yeah. and it, I mean it makes me feel old not only old but also like an old perv like yeah I know that's uh, like, Dakota fanning I need like you girls to like post your fucking ages like on your forehead so I don't you know feel too bad about myself but well, Dakota fanning is old now and she's like 20 something 
Well, my thing is, I mean, even going to school, you know, going back to college now, man, oh, I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. You know, I wish I'd gone 10 years ago. It would have yeah. been fine. But, you know, my age now, I'm looking at these girls and I'm like, am I even supposed to feel attracted yeah, to them? Yeah, no. You know, I know they're, they're, they're legal, sure. Yeah. But I still feel like a damn perv. Yeah. But let me go ahead and get into some shit that uh, we're going to do another thing that we haven't mentioned on the show yet. Um, passing to Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. I know we were going to do a big show about this, but it seems like since then it's really been run to the ground. You know, no disrespect to him, but it seems like everybody on earth has done a retrospective on, uh, you know, Robin Williams. And, uh, you know, I just felt like it'd be kind of kind of old and tired for us to do it now. But I did want to want to mention it, you know, that uh, we're, we're both huge fans of his. Well, I still haven't been able to watch anything. See, I, I just got there. I, it took me a month to be able to watch anything. I watched uh, Death to Smoochie. Oh, okay. And I got to tell you, man, I got, I got teared up. I, I did, because I, I really missed the guy a lot. Um, yeah. that, that, his death really hit me hard, harder than it probably should have. Well, it's the same here. I think it, it's, it's the way he died, I think, more than anything else. Well, it's like he's been a staple in my life, my entire life. You know, yeah, and it's it's like he's just been taken for granted. I think I feel like you know myself and you know the movie going audience and you know TV audience, everything have you know just taken his talent for granted. Um, well, the guy, at least for me, made me laugh, and I, I you know dealing with depression and you know bad times in our lives. I'm sure. not going to pass that. Everybody does, sure, but it's the comedians who. Who make that better? Yeah. They really do, and yeah. I, I owe him for that. You know, popping in Popeye or something when I'm feeling sure, down, sure. throwing Robin Williams, and I'm I'm laughing. Sure. So I, I owe more to them than any other actor out there or anything like that because the comedians make my life better. Yeah. And that's that's good. That's a that's a truly good thing in the world today because politicians, some of them do good, some of them are just shitheads, yeah. and you just uh, you know, and, and there's so many people out there. It's, the world's so cynical, and even plenty of comedians are cynical, but they make you laugh about mm-hmm. it. So that that's why his death hit me so hard is the fact that he he died alone at his own hands. His feet, <coughs> he apparently felt totally unloved, yeah. which is bullshit. You know, he had a legion of people who loved him. You know, and I, his 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 uh, standing in Hollywood wasn't all that great. That's because Hollywood is full of pieces of shit. Yeah, pieces of shit, exactly. You know, all he needed to do, Robert Williams, all he needed to do was do a convention and see all the people that fucking loved him. I mean, I hope there wasn't that. I hope that he didn't think that people didn't appreciate what he did. I hope not. I mean, because, I mean, God knows, we, we've seen that. It's not the case at all. No, I mean, you know, he, uh, you know, it, it's it's that way. With, and he's, he's not the only one, you know, that's... And most of the people who make me laugh have been long dead. Sure. You know, like having a Costello, Chaplin, Buster Keats, and all that, but he was different, you know. And it's not just him. Like Ed O'Neill, Ed O'Neill makes me laugh. Yeah. You know, still, for Married with Children, when he goes, it's going to be sad. Yeah. But, you know, if he were to do what Robert Williams did, it would be be really tragic, you know. Well, you know, something I've noticed about uh, his... His death is, I mean, it really, 
it makes you think because, I mean, you, you think about him, you know, he was a guy that, you know, had virtually everything, you know, at least in our eyes. I mean, fame, money, you know, uh, I believe he just recently gotten re remarried and had a daughter and everything else. Uh, it just goes to show that, you know, you have all that and it's still not enough sometimes, you know. It, that's what makes him even worse, though, just knowing that he was torturing himself yeah. through all that and there was nobody to help him. That's why he, he did so much for others, whether he knew it or not. And people say, well, he just he was just a comedian. He just did movies and stuff. When you watch a movie in your home, you're inviting that person, those people into your home to entertain you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some people, I know don't agree with that. I just film, but, you know, when, I, when I'm like, hell, I want to watch a Robin Williams movie. Yeah. I'm inviting him into my home right. and just enjoying my time with him mm -hmm. through the film. So when he when he goes like that and, and goes and ends his own life in that way, it's it's awful. You feel like you. I mean, you almost feel like, well, shit, I could have done something. Yeah. But I don't know that anybody could have. Well, I felt a connection to him. You know, that I've never met the guy. You know, yeah. but he's been in my life. You know, exactly. since I I can remember. You know. Um. And one thing I want to mention too is in all this, you know, wake of you know people talking about his career and everything, I've not heard one person say a negative thing about him. No. Everyone has nothing but positive things to say about him, you know. Um, the only one who said anything negative was Henry Rollins. See, that wasn't necessarily towards him personally, that was about what he did, the way he killed himself. Was it? Okay. Well, it was. Henry Rollins said, "Once you have children, you lose the ability to, to uh, commit suicide." Right? Isn't that basically yeah, what he said? Like that, yeah. Which that's. I mean, yeah, I, I somewhat agree with that, but I mean, Henry Rollins, you know, none of us know what he was going through. What, yeah, what exactly. Rollins was going through, so we can't really speak to to him. You know, I mean, obviously, he was in a great deal of pain. You know, obviously, so. Um, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I've seen stuff online where people viciously attack him because of the suicide. But that's judgmental, people. That's what it is. You cannot. That's none of their fucking business either. I mean, no, it isn't. But who the fuck are we to talk about? I mean, if there's one thing in life that you have the ability to do, it's that. I mean, yeah. You know, you want to fucking off yourself? Go for it. That's your, you know, your prerogative. No one else. Mm -hmm. On Earth can control that, but you. I just hate seeing the uh, the judgment being cast on stuff like that. Uh -huh. I think ten years ago I probably would have done the same thing, or, you know, just being judgmental like that. But I, I, well, I can think I've grown up a little bit, and uh, <coughs> I, it's sad. I hate it that he did it, but I don't hate him for it. It doesn't diminish my love for his work, no, no. my love for what he's I mean, doing at all. Uh, it, I just miss him, and I think he, he was in his early 60s. He could have done a hell of a lot more. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, the guy was dealing with a lot of problems. You know, as you you, you mentioned to me, you know, he had a lot of alimony he was having to pay out. And, and uh, paying, paying alimony to multiple wives, I think. And, uh, you know, recently got remarried. And, you know, another thing I just wanted to briefly touch on, I don't want to make a whole big deal about this, but his... Uh, his daughter got got pretty, you know, brutally uh, trolled. I guess would be the word on uh, 
I guess Twitter. Was it Twitter? That, uh, she basically had to shut down her Twitter account and all this because a few select people were yeah. bad-mouthing her and her father. I'm not sure exactly how it went down, but uh, it, it, I, I hope that she doesn't think that everyone feels that way because, you know, that's, that's the case of a few bad eggs in the, in the batch. You know? it's, people do that shit are cowards, first of all. Well, they're... I hope they're really young. If they're not really young, they're they need to go get some fucking psychological help. But uh, just a perfect example of internet culture, you know, being, you know, the desk, uh, a keyboard uh, cowboy, whatever the word for it, you know, you know keyboard. Who uh, was that? I heard vandal or keyboard know. warrior. Yeah, yeah. What was that? I remember. I mean, funny. You know, I do videos on YouTube. And, you know, sure, I've gotten some really awful shit on there. Like, people have talked shit about my family on there. And you can't take that shit personally. I mean, what these people want you to do is say, hey, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, that's, they want you to start a thing. But your your best defense against them is just deleting it and moving on. Delete, block, and don't even worry about it because, I mean, they, they want you to, to, to talk back. That's, that's their only, you know, that's their objective. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. But, see, they do this stuff knowing they won't have any... They won't have to deal with any repercussions. Any real... Yeah, yeah. in the real life, you know. Um, and uh, that's... Uh, it, it's a sad fact of the internet now, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's... And the fact that she had to put up with that right after her father died... That's so fucking awful, man. Uh, and she deleted her Twitter, I think. You know, hopefully she'll come back on at some point if she wants to but um, people are shitty man yeah yeah they are and if those dudes are older than like 15 years old they, they need to kill themselves because goddamn. and if they're you know if they're younger than that they're I mean, parents need to go in there with the dog shit out hopefully they'll see the error of their ways in the future but anyway whatever fuck them um but what I want to talk about was uh I saw Death of Smoochie again, and uh, I've, I've seen that one, but it was way back when it first came out. And I really enjoyed it. Great film. And But a film I hadn't seen before was uh, The Night Listener. Have you ever seen that? The Night Listener? Uh, Listener? Listener. No, no. no. From 2006. No, I've never seen it. He is a, uh, like a radio, he has a radio show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think his radio show is called The Night Listener. And uh, it's kind of like a, a thriller, and it uh, stars uh, Kieran Culkin, I believe, one of the younger mm-hmm. Culkin brothers. And uh, <laughs> what I thought was kind of interesting about the film is uh, he he plays a homosexual. Robert Williams does. Oh, okay. And I, I thought it was really interesting, his portrayal, because it was really no different than how it normally would be, other than the fact that he had an on-again, off-again boyfriend. That uh, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. I thought he did a great job with the role very you know very believable you know it's not like every gay dude is going to be you know limp-wristed flamboyant you know flamer out there but yeah. uh, and I just I, I thought he did a really great job with the role and I won't I won't give anything away but I really enjoyed the movie hmm. just one of those he did so many movies there in the 2000s that I haven't seen Walt's Greatest Dad I really love that movie though that's that's I uh, I see that that's him and Bobcat Goldthwait who is Bobcat Goldthwait has, has really reinvented himself 
as it a has. director. It has. Um, Have you seen that one? World's Greatest Dad? Yes. That's definitely one I, I couldn't watch right now. No, 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 no. About the subject matter, and I couldn't get through that shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it happens in, like, the first five minutes of the film, but uh, his son, uh, I guess he accidentally uh, hangs himself. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Doing autoerotic asphyxiation, but it's, it was eerily similar to how he actually killed himself, I, I thought. But, uh, yeah, really bizarre shit. Um, but great, great movie. I, I highly recommend both of those. And uh, World's Greatest Dad also. But I've been watching a ton of shit since we recorded last, and I'll just try to. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen. Brings over this stuff. Um, saw a sci-fi film called The Signal, 2014. Stars Lawrence Fishburne. And, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know anything about that one. Yeah, it, it, I, I thought it was really interesting. One of the better sci-fi films I've seen in the past few years. Um, let's see, Cold in July, I saw, uh, of 2014. Stars Michael C. Hall from Dexter. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah, uh, I'm not seeing that either. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody talk about this one. He is a... <laughs> he, he plays like a redneck. It's hilarious. He, it's like Dexter with a mullet. Oh. And uh, it's a pretty awesome film, though. It's it's really uh, like the polar opposite of, of Dexter, the uh, character he plays. He uh, Basically, the film starts out with he uh, there's a guy that breaks into his house, and he, he shoots the guy. You know, didn't doesn't really mean to shoot the guy, but you know, he was an intruder in his house and he shoots him. He feels really bad about it, mm-hmm. and that's you know the film takes off from there. Um, becomes a whole you know thriller aspect. Um, and I guess the last couple I'll mention: saw the box trolls, the new film, saw it in the theater yesterday with the kids. Really enjoyed. I'd highly recommend that one as well if you like. Uh, you know, that, that style of animation, you know, the, the core line, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Type, uh, Corpse Bride, I guess you could mm-hmm. put in there as well. I don't know if they did Corpse Bride, but it's similar. Uh, and the last one I'll, I'll mention is the Grand Budapest Hotel. You heard about that one? Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel? Oh, I've heard of it, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, another 2014. I'm sure this will be a Oscar contender in some some way or another. This is the West Hamilton. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but um, yeah, you know, very much on par with his other stuff. You know, if you if you like his movies, definitely check this one out. Um, I'm trying to see if I can see some of the stars here. Um, yeah, Wes Anderson it stars uh, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, Adrian Brody, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Harvey Keitel, Jude Law, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Jason Schwartzman. So a lot of his regulars are in there. Yeah. Not not his main people, but uh, you know you get to see the nice little Easter eggs of his of his regular people in there. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. You know, it's a very much on par with the, with the shit he normally it does. Must be a pretty. Uh Good director to get along with, uh, to keep getting all of them in there. As far as I know, but I mean, man, it's got a really, uh, you know, just his, his typical quirky 
style yeah. style of movie. It's it's very much like that. It's very fun to watch. It's a style that I've appreciated more the older I've gotten. It's like I, I rewatched uh, the Royal Tenenbaums a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. I saw it when it first came out and didn't really care much for it. That was back in probably the late nineties, early two thousands, possibly. It was only two thousands. Um, but uh, yeah, I really you know gained gained more of an appreciation for the film. But I guess we go ahead and get into our main topic here. Do you want to do uh, Motel Hill? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I finally got around to watching that one myself. Never again spend a night away from home. After you spend a night with Ida and Vincent. Ida will show you the way. You want us to uh, register? No, that won't be necessary. Terrifying nightmare could never prepare you for what happens to the guest. Hey, Vincent, you think in the years to come people will appreciate us for what we're doing here? I have a surprise for you. Oh, goody, I love surprises. One after another, they come. the uh, Midnight Movies 2-pack of that and Deranged. Yeah. Which I haven't watched Deranged. Yeah. Um, Deranged is good too. Yes, Ed Gein. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. It was uh, good. Roy Calhoun was awesome. It's a good dark comedy kind of thing. 
I, I feel like Roy, Roy, Rory Callahan is uh, kind of steals the show. That's kind of his movie. Yeah. He's it wouldn't be what it is without him. No, 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 no. He's he's uh, he's an interesting character himself. But the thing is, it's uh, the, the director though. You would never think of that guy directing that. Kevin Connor. Yeah, he directed uh, Way of the Time for God. Oh, really? In 1975. Yeah. I think People of the Time. He did um, some of those double core movies for Amicus in the 70s. And yeah. He did uh, The House. Oh, shit. The House Where Evil Draws, I think, with double core. And then he did Motel Hell. Um, uh, yeah, the one I watched was a Midnight Movies DVD. I haven't seen the Blu ray. Yeah, Blu ray recently released by Screen Factory. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch that one either. Um, it's one of the more pricey titles still, I think. I saw was really... It was funny how Calhoun was regarding the, uh, you know, the, uh, the couple, the horny couple that shows up yeah. in the hotel. And they think they're just, they're joining in on the phone. That was hilarious, that. yeah. But no, no, they're going to, you know, drug them and, uh... Oh, it was all good, man, until they got, uh, like, being tied up was no problem. Being tied up was no problem. Uh, it was not until they introduced the uh, whatever drug they were knocking them out with that it became a problem. Oh, they, they kept thinking it was laughing gas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it knocked the woman out, I think. Or it knocked him out. Knocked the man out first. And she started freaking out when she realized it wasn't laughing gas. Hey, baby. Yeah. Let's get this Let's get this menage started. And, uh, and like, like, they were a relatively attractive couple, I guess, compared to Farmer Vincent and Ida. Yeah. Um, you know, Ida's a pretty heavy set lady. Uh, She's uh, creepy looking. Probably yeah. on the spectrum as well. She was not not very bright. Um, but she, uh, so you you show up at this hotel and it's in some sort of a uh, like a uh, I don't know what you call it, like a gangbang circular or something. That, yeah. You know, they've, they've got some sort of a newsletter, and apparently they posted their their address in there and. Uh, <laughs> they show up and you see this old farmer dude and his like fat I think it's his sister it was his sister yeah. she I think they kind of played it off like it was his uh, lover or whatever and they were they were still they were going home they were like fuck yeah let's get this let's get this that thing started that's like the kinky of the better you know yeah. more cushion you know let's get this thing started and they got in there and uh, that was a pretty funny scene and uh I don't know. It's a very fucking bizarre movie, like from start it to is. finish. I yeah. mean, you know, very, very much uh, feels like it, it uh, rips on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the whole storyline with the Farmer Vincent's meat and everything. It's ah, uh, it's people, ha ha ha, you know. But uh, other than that, it's really not very similar to Texas Chainsaw at all. Well, they keep talking about his recipe. Yeah. For beef jerky and all that. Oh, yeah. It's not just people. He mixes human oh, in yeah. with other stuff. Yeah, he's got a, a specific, you know, you know, I mean, original spices or whatever. It was passed down from their grandmother or something to him, but uh, him, Farmer Vincent with the, uh, yeah, Farmer Vincent's fritters. Fritters, yeah. Oh, okay, they had that awesome sound on that. There's all kinds of critters in Farmer Vincent's Critters or some shit like that. Um, well, you know as well as I do, it takes all kinds of critters to, to make, make Farmer, Farmer Vincent, Vincent Fritters. fritters. <laughs>
but uh, two iconic scenes from that, that I, or images I remember as a kid yeah. is uh, him with the chainsaw and the pig head, which made no sense that he put the pig head on. That's like the end of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, but, the I mean, they give it away on the cover and everything. Yeah, yeah. So. But also the uh, his special garden that he's got of all those Oh, people. Jesus, man, yeah. That's actually really creepy. That is. Uh, that, to me, reminds me of some of that shit. It reminded me that uh, one uh, guy in that Hannibal, the new Hannibal series in the first season. Yeah! Uh, the mushrooms. Right. Yeah. Going out of those people. And uh, that's what I was thinking when I saw that. I was like, wow, it's like, I mean, th- th- this is creepier almost, but. Uh, that was the creepiest hell episode of Hannibal, too. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you're totally right. I didn't make that connection at all. It, uh, but so so what's happening there? Like they're buried underground. They're buried underground with tubes that can continue breathing. They have IVs. Okay. But the underground, all those nutrients are starting to decay. No, not not in Hannibal. I'm talking about in. in uh, oh, oh, in uh, Hotel Hill. I don't. I. I mean, their heads are sticking up. Just their heads, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they cut the vocal cords. They on that surgery. Okay. They cut the vocal cords. They can't scream. Right. Keep burlap sacks over their heads. They yeah. have them in the ground there. But while they feed them this gruel yeah. to fatten them up, I guess. Okay, that's And the then they pull that. them up. You know, they, they what, what didn't make any sense was that damn strobe light. I know. They were they were kept talking about like an astronaut and blasting off. Yeah. And, it looked like, you know, what the, the people who smoke weed and go to the planetarium just to get high. <laughs> you know, like from the laser light show? Yeah, I just get hypnotized. Yeah. They get hypnotized and they yank them. Oh, that's what they do. They, they take that uh, this tractor around the neck and yeah. pull, break the neck, pull them out, and then they butcher them. It, I mean, it's fucked up. It's something I can see somebody doing. I don't understand the theatrics around it, though. I mean, you know, they were making it the whole, you know, theatrics to blast off. Yeah, it was so weird, man. Former Vincent They were Space enjoying man. themselves. That's what was so funny. But that just adds to the fucking bizarre nature of this movie. Yeah, if you're going to do something like that, go all out. Sure. Which they did with that. Sure. But they, honestly, even with all that, I don't feel, I don't feel they went overboard. Mm-hmm. Into, I mean, it was campy. It was fun right. camp instead of just camp for a camp's sake. It was campy, but it did have very serious parts to the movie. Creepy. Yeah, parts, yeah. You know. I mean, it made you feel really awkward. Okay. But, uh, I mean, the film really gets started when this uh, young lady shows up. Chrissy or some shit's her name. Yeah. Um, yeah, with her boyfriend, I guess. On a motorcycle. The boyfriend dies or something, doesn't no, he? No, no, no. He, he's put in the garden. Okay, okay. Um, but they... Juan Ravenza keeps her. And, um, and basically becomes a love interest to Juan Vincent, but yeah. Ida's not happy about that. So Ida takes her to him one day. Let's go tubing. Yeah. Puts her in a, uh, is gonna, uh, I guess, dr- or she's gonna stab her or drown her or some shit. And she had a razor okay. and she, uh, yeah, she had a razor and she popped her own She popped her own tube. Started drowning, so the other girl would come up there and she was trying to drown yeah. her, you yeah. know. And then Farmer Vincent shows up out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. You know, and he pulls her out. But it's just tubing. Let's go tubing. Yeah. It was, uh, see, that scene to me was creepy almost. Just uh, when they panned out, had it over, 
a pod and they're just both in the tubes. Yeah. Out there. That kind of setting to me is so real. It just, that's creepy to me. That's a bad place to die. Oh, yeah. You know, nobody's going to hear you die out there, you know? But, uh, after that, don't they get married? Doesn't, doesn't, uh, she get married they, to Farmer Vincent? I don't think they actually married. They were going. There's a deputy. Yeah. A deputy is the one who, uh, he really liked her. Okay. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And when he realizes she's going to marry Farmer Vincent, that's when the deputy starts investigating. When she, he should have been investigating before, because man, everywhere he turned, there was evidence of Vincent just yeah. murdering these people, left and right, like that van of those uh, rockers. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, John Ratzenberger was one of them. <laughs> uh, what were they called? The beef steaks or something like that. The Queefy beefs. <laughs> it was a weird name, man. Was but anyway, where, uh, he gets the whole van and and puts them all in his uh, garden. The ones who survive, I guess. Yeah. Let's see, Ratzenberger was in another Kevin Connor movie, uh, War Wars and Atlantis. But, uh, which is so odd that he was in those. He, he lasts all of like 30 seconds. Oh, you're talking about fucking uh, Cliff and Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, it's a bizarre flick. It's uh, so many things to talk about. That movie, to me, it's one of those that will be the epitome of a VHS rental. Yeah, from the you know the eighties. Totally. Um, I mean, I guess it was a staple in uh, rental stores because I always saw it. Yeah, that cover. Remember the cover art? Yeah. And, you know, I never would have been allowed to see it when I was a kid. I understand why. I would not have wanted to see some of that as a whole kid anyway. I don't know. I think it's enough uh, camp in there for you to be able to enjoy it. I, I don't know. Some, some, just the people there gurgling, gobbling like yeah, turkeys and shit. Yeah. That's creepy to me. That was. Not not so much him with the chainsaw on the pig head. That's over the top. But... Uh, I don't know, man. It, it, I, I really liked it. I'm glad you recommended it. Oh, you did? Huh? Oh, you picked what? this. Oh, I did. Yeah. Did I? Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. <laughs> it's been so long since we've been talking like about six it. six months you know? ago. Um, I, need, I needed a reason to watch it. Yeah. Is why. I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm glad I did, too, because, I, I mean, th- this is not one I used to watch, you know, back in the VHS rental days. Unfortunately, I wish I had, but I saw it maybe 10 years ago, and I don't know if I just wasn't in the right frame of mind when I watched it, but I didn't really get a whole lot out of it. Yeah. But I watched it this time, and I think I actually watched it a couple times, and I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I, I love just how, how crazy it gets towards the end. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they uh, when the that girl's boyfriend, he pulls himself out of the ground, and he gets everybody else out. Yeah. And they all go after the sister. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they kill her. Yeah. And then you just have Farmer Vincent, you know, and he's like, okay, well, shit just got real. Well, so he gets his chainsaw <laughs> and his pig head and goes after the deputy. Why not, right? It's just like a deranged... I kept thinking of Green Acres with the way he was dressed. Oh, man, shit. totally Green Acres, yeah. Or, oh, man, that dude from the Leadco commercials, you know. Old Ed. <laughs> Leadco oh, commercials, we're fucking... 
Yeah, you gotta be from around here to understand that. <laughs> I know, I know it's really regional. When I was growing up, I loved to catch catfish. I enjoy catching them a lot more now because magic bait has made it so easy. Oh, it's bite size. You put some of this on your hook, and them old big ones will smell it. Oh, it'll fling a craving on them, and they'll come up and bite it, and you hook them, and you got them. Magic bait. Oh, I'm Jerry Clower. I recommend magic bait. But just a little background, though, they used to have his, these commercials on uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Vinyl Siding, isn't that what they sold? Yeah, it was all vinyl signing, yeah. weed co, and it would they would show a movie. And I, the one, the first one I really remember was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So you have you have like twenty minutes of Mad Max, then you have Jerry Clower or that dude from uh, Green Acres come on there. You know, just I, they sounded like wrestling commentators yeah. about how fucking bad brother was. Yeah. We've got some fucking signing. It was. My vinyl signing was just the shit. Oh man, I I could do the Jerry Clower right now, but I'm not going to. Well, the funny thing is, Jerry Clower, you know, well, he's dead, but the other guy from uh, from Green Acres lives yeah. in Oral. I I've met him a few times. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a preacher now. Is it? Yeah, uh, Lico preacher. See, I bet his church just has vinyl signing all over it. Well, funny thing is, I can tell you that the first time I met him was at one of the local malls here. Uh, we, I went and saw a movie with a friend of mine. It was uh, Jackie Chan's Rome on the Bronx. Oh, okay. I went and saw that and we walked over to the mall and uh, we're walking, you know, shopping around. What the fuck we're doing? Probably just a whole lot of nothing. And we saw the guy, we talked to him and he tells us about uh, TV Land. Okay. This was before TV Land existed. Like he, he was like on the inside information. He's like, look, there's a channel coming that's going to show nothing but this shit all day long. <laughs> like, it's going to be old shit that you like. Look, Green Acres is coming back on fucking TV Land. And, I mean, this is like two years before I ever knew anything about TV Land. So, Huh. And for those of you that are too young to remember, like, Nick at Night used to be the only time they showed this stuff. Yeah. Now TV Land is basically a whole channel devoted to uh, Nick at Night. Yeah. Basically the old... Old sitcoms, I think they've kind of branched out a little bit more than sitcoms lately, but I mean, they're showing stuff that I don't even really think is old, but back when we were watching it, it was like like Donna Reed and fucking My Three Sons. Yeah, and I know. Bewitched. I the 60s. I mean, shit that I really enjoyed and, you know, I watched when I was really young. <clears throat> but, uh. Yeah, now it's yeah. Uh, Three's Company. I think Married with Children might be oh, on man, there. I think Roseanne is on there. Like, even uh, uh, Friends, I think, is on there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's new stuff, you know. Yeah. It's not, not new to me. 90s. Yeah. 90s to me is not old. Exactly, but it is. Um, I hate that, man. Yeah, that, that's 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah, 15, 20 years ago. Well, Friends started in, what, 93? So it's over 20 yeah. years ago. Um, they show X-Files over there? Well, got talking about that, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I just had to mention Lincoln. Oh man! Look up Jerry Clower on YouTube. If anybody's interested in who that is, he's a uh, comedian from Mississippi. He's from Yazoo yeah, City. Yazoo. Yeah, I actually spent a lot of my childhood in Yazoo yeah, City. Me too. And uh, 
It's a really, really small town. It's where, uh, what was, oh, uh, oh, brother, where, where art thou? Some of that was filmed there. Uh, My dog Skip, I think, some of that. Yeah. The, the, the writer, Willie Morris, was from Yazoo. Yeah. You know, his grave is up there. I mean, it's really a, a shithole now, but it, it was the, a, a town really, sucks. The countryside still. It's, it's the main strip there is still a really uh, pretty city, but uh, we were actually there just a couple months ago. Yeah, I went. I actually stopped by uh, the uh, the place where they uh, filmed, uh, like that bank robbery scene. I guess the outside of it. I need to go look that up because I'm not even sure where the locations are, but I know I know I know where it is. Oh, it's man! You know the main drag there as you go over the railroad tracks. Yeah, you just hit uh, you hit you literally hit Main Street. Where the bank of Yazoo is? Yeah. Where the bank is that way? Just make a laugh. It's right there. Okay. Um, I'm always too afraid of getting uh, raped and murdered right there. Why I'm probably on the. I didn't have trouble, honestly. There, nobody was on that road. Well, it's like you know, you could throw a rock in any direction and hit, you know, a, a dead body and a liquor store at the same time. Or you know, the last few times I've gone through there, man, it seems like half the houses have been burned down. Really? Oh, yeah, I've God. seen. You know, they have those old shitty homes down. You know, where it dips down in there. Yeah. Those old shitty homes. I've looked down there. There's just a husk of a burned building there. So I don't know if it's because, you know, an old person just left their watch your biking on too long. <laughs> or, you know, a crack rock fell out yeah, or crack, some that's shit. What I was that's probably what it is. Crack, but, uh, crack. It kills. By fire. I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, well, yeah, even speaking of Yazoo, I found a movie I used to watch as a kid all the time. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's under a different title. I, th- I think that's why I never found it. Uh, Good Old Boy, Lloyd Morris Boy. It's about growing up in the Delta in Yazoo. Yeah, I've read Good Old Boy. And uh, they made a movie in 1988. Really? And I used to watch it all the time. Really? Because they had a VHS over at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. That was one of Anne Ramsey's last movies. Okay. You know, she was, uh, they call her the hag, but she was really the witch of Yazoo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love the movie. It's it's a little amateur, but whatever. You know, it's just a made-for-TV movie. You used to run on Disney Channel all the time. Yeah. And uh, you can find it on YouTube on River Pirates. I started watching it the other day. I haven't finished it. What's the name of it? River Pirates? And they call it River Pirates. They changed it from Good Old Boy to Pirates. River Pirates. That's stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they did that. Because, I mean, I know the Yezu River's right there, but they're not fucking pirates. You know, that may be a, uh, like an international title. Because they may not get the connection between the old so. boy and a, you know in another country, they may not, may not understand the connection. Uh, I mean, you, you may be right there. Um, you know, one of those American, you know, that we take for granted that we understand what it means. Well, yeah, it's like that's good old boy is very much a American South thing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you have any interest in like regional kind of things or anything, check that out. The whole thing is on YouTube for free. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. I didn't realize they made a movie out of that book. Yeah, it had a lot about the... Uh, and this is what freaked me out as a kid in Yazoo. That they talk about the Yazoo monster and the Yazoo witch, which are regional... I mean, that's such a local legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mentioned it in uh, my uh, seminar class the other day, and nobody knew what I was talking about. 
my professor had no idea yeah. about the Ezra Wave, so I told him about it. I showed him the, the grave, you know, I've got pictures of oh. her grave on my phone because she's buried. It's her grave with the chains around it because when she died, she said, we'll change my grave or we'll come back and burn down this city. Yeah. Nobody took her seriously. The Ezra City burned down in 1907. Yeah. So they put chains on her fucking grave <laughs> and the chains are still there. So you've got her, a Confederate soldier, I think his sister buried next to him, and then Willie Wars. I mean, I love that kind of history. Yeah. That haunted kind of history. Yeah. I'm not talking about ghosts and spirits and stuff regarding that. I'm talking about just that feel of history. It's just yeah. so much history. Sure, right sure. So, it's almost like, a, uh, huh? almost like a power, or like a field, you know, like a magnetic field or something. You can feel yeah, it. and you feel it yeah. there. That's what I love about it. I yeah. miss it. Um, yeah, we're... We've actually got plans to go do a do an episode of the podcast, uh, you know, up there. And yeah, we need to. We really do. Sometime soon. I'd really like to do that. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can do it in December. I'll have like a full month off, depending sure. on the weather, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'll imagine all the uh, junkies and shit that are on the streets at night will be hiding. Oh, man, we're going to do this shit in like, I don't know, 9 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> No we don't have to do it that early. No more. I'll be locked and loaded for that bitch. I went there with a buddy of mine around three or four. It was fine. Yeah. You know, the cemetery's fine. Just don't stay late. You know, I don't know that I've ever actually been out to the cemetery before. Well, I've got family buried out there. That's why I want. I probably do too somewhere. Yeah. yeah you, you just It's a big old cemetery too. But yeah, we kind of got all for our movies there. Yeah. Well, I mean, back to the movie. Uh, uh, would you recommend it? Motel Hill? Yes. Yeah, and if you like campy 80s stuff, yeah. go for them, you know. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's got that feel, you have a distinct feel from campy early eighties to campy my late 80s, early nineties, the VHS yeah. camp. This is purely like a theatrical drive in or just C D theater yeah. movie, you know, and that's it's it's good for that. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's it's fun. And, you know, I didn't watch it while you watch it look up Roy Calhoun. Yeah. Because he was an interesting character. Me too, man. Yeah, uh, yeah I highly recommend it as well. Uh, yeah, Rory uh, Calhoun definitely made the movie what it is. I don't, you know, you throw a different person in that character, I don't I don't know that it would have been what it is. I read something about him when his one of his wives divorced <clears throat> him. She cited 70-something women that he had been cheating on her with. Wow. And he said, that wasn't all. <laughs> he just laughed it off, said she didn't name enough. Ah. No. So, wonder if he, uh, uh, it was apparently a ladies' man. wonder if he laid it down on old, uh, on old Ida. Probably. I, I bet he was just, I don't know, I didn't even want to think about him if I wanted to play his sister. I mean, dude's old. Like, in this movie, he was, what, pushing 70, would you think, at least? If he was... He seemed to be getting along pretty well. Yeah, maybe time. he just got... I'd say six, yeah, looks, like looks early 60s, older. maybe. Yeah. The, I the, don't know when he died. <laughs> the, uh, the overalls didn't didn't help him looking young. No, no. The flannel shirt and all that. <laughs> he dressed the part. But, uh, yeah, definitely a fun movie. You know, I'd love to see what the transfer looks like. Um, I'd love to hear a commentary, too, about whoever's still alive that was you know involved with the movie. Which I'm sure that's on the screen back here, really. So I bet it's John Eisenberger, and that's it. Huh. I know he's in it for two minutes. Huh. 
He's big time. Fuck that, man. He's in Toy Story. He's not doing shit for Motel Hell. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and shut it off here. Uh, as always, guys, we appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, go check us out at uh, Two Peas on a Pod on uh, Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bring up the music. <laughs> it's time to do the Urkel. <laughs> Because he humiliated.